Do you find backgrounds in 5th edition a bit dull? They don't really do anything half the time. Yeah. Well, join us as we discuss better backgrounds for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> Welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your guest host, Matthew. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. And then chat, Wizard Kia says, Merry Christmas, heroes. And to you, I say, Merry Christmas as well. Hmm. Even though it's a couple weeks from now. But hey. That's like forever from now, so. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to say thank you for filling in, Matt. Um, we appreciate it. I usually... Get a call from Brandon, uh, really short notice, and he usually hooks up, but actually you got a couple of days notice this time, so yeah, I do want to say I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. And I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, you're actually a good conversation, so <laughs> I'll keep inviting you back till you're boring. <laughs> All so right. what are better backgrounds? Before we get into that, what do you think are some of the current issues with the way 5th edition does backgrounds now, including the changes they are making moving forward? Currently, I would say the, the big issue is nine times out of ten, it just does not come up, like, ever. Just oh. when you're talking, yes, I used to be a sailor. Great. Yep. Or, <laughs> I'm a folk hero, when the DM and the other players re- remember. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? Um, I think that's just uh, too little for, for uh, so much. There's lack of flexibility for what you're trying to create thematically. Yeah. Uh, for example... Be a soldier? Okay. What's your rank? Or what platoon? And then does that even come into play during the game? Yeah. Almost never. Yeah. So, and I think Wizards of the Coast has kind of identified this, right? While they're starting to give feats to 5th edition abilities through the 1D&D, and uh, what is the, 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 the Harry Potter adventure book they, they had come out? Oh. Uh, um, the one in schools. I don't remember what it is. I'm blanking out because I never played it. Yeah. I never heard of this. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, one of the books they came out with started it, and now it's showing up in the one D&D stuff in the Unearthed Arcana, where they give feats. Well, a nice little, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, content creator um, actually did a really nice job of identifying this failure and making it better. Mm-hmm. But instead of just being like a feat – they gave an entire progression tree and options you can pick as you level up that go with the backgrounds. Oh, yeah. Now, I think this is really cool because it's not just a boring progression tree. It's here's options. Pick them a lot like the Warlock invocations, right? Yep. Um, at certain levels, you need certain prerequisites to get it, and it kind of just compounds this uh, background, and it gives more mechanical benefits to the backgrounds. Now, I wanna I wanna <laughs> preface this with they're kind of strong, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they they do stuff, and it almost makes it a real big extension of your character. And to be fair, we have gone over supplements in the past that have done that too, which is well shows you why session zero is important, so you're all on the same page. Yes. Um. So in better uh, uh better backgrounds for five e. 
Um, there's there's like 21 different uh, backgrounds they've created, uh, which does include the originals that are offered in the player's handbook. Um, but they're completely redone. Now, obviously, we they're, they're they go all the way from like level one through 20, right? Mm -hmm. Different, and and that's something that I think is cool because your background, your character doesn't stop being that, right? No, in theory. If you're in, yeah, right, <laughs> in theory. If you're a sailor, you don't stop being a sailor. You just maybe don't go on sales very often, right? But it doesn't mean you're not working to improve or your interest isn't still there when you're not adventuring. And so the better backgrounds actually kind of provokes the the character's um, artisan skill in that background where it's becoming more prevalent. They're becoming better at it, even if it's just a noble in getting better with conversation or influencing people, right? Yep. And that's actually the one we're going to talk about tonight um, right off the top. Um, I've let the guys decide if they want to talk about some of the ones, uh, that they thought were of interest, but that's the one I picked since I wrote the show notes. That's where we're going. <laughs> um, but I, I really want to touch on this. Something that it does is it utilizes a very powerful resource that's underused. Now we've talked about this resource a lot. Mm -hmm. We played fourth edition, right? Yep. Where, where, uh, uh, hit dice were a resource. Well, that's what powers the resources for your backgrounds. Mm-hmm is your hit dice. Now, some of them don't cost any hit dice, but it lowers your maximum number of hit dice. So you can pick up this really powerful skill, but it's going to cost you three hit dice permanent reduction. So you might be at level 10 with only seven hit die. So there's a cost associated to some of them. The more powerful they are, the higher the cost. Wow, high risk, high reward. Yes, but that's remember I told you at the beginning, they're powerful. Yep. And this is kind of the creator's way of balancing that a little bit. Yeah. And it also gives you something to do with your hit dice, which <laughs> I'm a fan of. We've been doing that for a while, right? Yep. Our, yeah. uh, what is it? The, um, constitution checks for adventuring, um, like traversing, uh, environmental hazards. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I, I've done a lot. Also our warlord that uses shouts, uh, battle shouts, um, to power their, uh, the, as their features uses their hit die. As their, their mechanics. So it, it, it's a big number instead of, you know, just a little one. But anyways, um, so I'm really excited by that. Tonight, um, we're going to delve in specifically to the noble background and the details that goes with each of those. Um, but keep in mind, each one of these backgrounds is designed to make the character considerably more flexible and adaptable. Yep. And it gives you more options. You guys like more options? Yeah. yeah. So how does this sound right off the get-go? I know you guys have kind of perused through it. Well, it provides uh, what I find lacking with the current edition of D&D, and that's flexibility and possibly uh, themes. Right. Like where Themes, did you... I like that. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, like, uh, for example, uh, the one I chose, which I'll get to later, what the one I chose to talk about was City Watch. Mm -hmm. That is very specific. It's not folk hero it's not soldier it's city watch you're it's like a common person that defines your character as a background Brill, i saw you up in the watchtower not doing shit last night yeah it's pretty good city watch not very yeah soldier. because it's jack going down <laughs> why do you think i joined the city watch when you're a soldier they make you march i think that that's a, a really good point um so Today we're going to touch on the noble, as I mentioned. First, we're going to start off of they give a wonderful 
spew of flavor to these. Mm -hmm. I only took a snippet from it. And if you'd like to follow along, you can actually see the details written out at our blog at criticademy.com slash blog. Um, so check that out. Um, we're, it basically said the outline here is you come from a noble family. You're not much richer than any other background. So presumably you're far enough down the line of succession that there's not much inheritance left for you, which I think is a little bit of humor in there, right? You're noble, but Lower the totem pole. Yeah, but you're at the bottom of the totem pole, which I think is really good. Um, so what are some of the features you're going to get? Just like the original uh, backgrounds, you're going to get new skills, right? Yep. So for this one, we get two skills. We get history and persuasion, both which align very well with the noble. Um, you also get a, one language of your choice, which I think is fantastic. Um, and I think that on that note, I really like the way uh, the new one D&D is going with these sorts of options, giving you a little more flexibility um, and tying it in. Because now, if you're a noble in one country, you might have a specific language outside of your um races language specific to whatever you know stuff you do or what are your allies right your um allegiances thank you Subjects. yes your alliances too um yes um you don't get no tools uh you get the generic equipment with the fine equipment one thing i noticed there is a significant change to the budget you start with and all of them like i'm pretty sure the default is like 15 gold mm -hmm. for for it, a noble? It depends. Is it 15 yes. or 10? It Unless you roll, right? It, it depends, but yes. Um, this one's 75 gold, which that says wealth. Even at the bottom of the succession line, you still out have more than a farmer. What do they make, like a gold a month or something? I don't remember. I'm still richer than you, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the first. Just picking up this background, before you chick pick anything, um, it's worth noting that you get to pick a number of mechanics based on uh, your proficiency bonus, right? So as you level up, you'll get more. All the way up to level 20, you get six. So you'll be able to pick up to six of these different features. And there are requirements based on your character's level. Yep, and you can change them out as you go, too, um, I think. So, uh, well, I hope. I don't actually remember if I read that now that I think about it. Um, so as soon as you pick it up, you automatically get access to Charm Person, and you can spend one hit die to cast Charm Person. So I got a question for you. What's the save? Yeah. Doesn't really touch on that very much. No. At least I didn't, unless I missed it. Do you, uh, if somebody could find that, that would be great. But um, it doesn't actually touch on what the saving throws are, I think, unless I missed it. Well, just to make it a persuasion check, so... Well, yeah, right. So, I mean, we know it's charisma, but in when you write a supplement, it should be written out and defined clearly. So I do mention that in my grading when I published this as a blog, yeah. that that was kind of one of the, the downsides of the mechanics could be used to work. But anyways, so right out being a noble, you already got magic to charm people, which makes sense. They'd be manipulating the shit out of people, right? Adore me, peasants, <laughs> for I am your better. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about this right out the gate getting this? Um, my one drawback is what's the save for a charm person? Yeah, Did like I said, it? I think I think the assumption is it uses the same method as uh, the spells. Mm -hmm. So if the spell says they make a you know a charisma saving throw, I assume you use no, they'd be wisdom saving throw, wouldn't it? No charisma. 
I don't remember. Charm person, so I guess like up to spell. But anyway, yeah. but anyways, so uh, that would be my only uh, spot. But I think that that's really cool. Once again, uh, I, one of my things that led it a B instead of an A is the fact that it doesn't tell us what level. The assumption here is at the lowest level, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say to Chamomile, uh, who did write this, that would be a change I would make. Make it clear in there. You cast it at its low, lowest level when you spend a hit die, right? And I also think it should be limited to how often you can use it, but it's not. But anyways, well, in spite hit, of all that... Well, so it's been the hit die to, to use. Well, I guess so. you've mm-hmm. run out of hit die, right? <laughs> so higher levels, you can cast it kind of willy-nilly, right? Um, so overall, that's pretty cool. Uh, Ian, do you want to tell us about the first... Imp- do you know Do you know about the first impressions ability? Well, first impression, when you first encounter someone, you can spend a hit die to make a favorable first impression as a reaction. You can make an immediate persuasion check to improve their opinion of you before either one of you has said a word or taken any action, which can, for example, defuse a combat before it starts, before, then after, or convince the bandits that they like the look of you and they'll let you pass unrobbed. So I got a question. Is that better or worse than Charm Person? I'd say it depends on the situation. Does Charm Person say if they fail, they know you've attempted to use magic on them? That's true. I actually pulled it up. Um, Look at you. Charm Creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance when the spell ends. The creature knows that it was charmed by you. There we it go. It does not say that you that the target immediately becomes hostile. That's their own action. Right, but they do know that they're it's magical. So the first impressions doesn't have that. Yeah. Because it's not magic. It's more of your... Presence. Presence. Your silver tongue. Your non-magical silver tongue. Yes. What <sighs> is uh, the dude that uh, does the uh, America's Got Talent? Big, big burly. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. He's got that on all the time. <laughs> he never, and he's so buff, he never runs out of hit dice. He's just always casting first impression, right? He walks in like, how's everyone like, sir, can I get you anything? <laughs> Anyways, so I think that that's a really good next kind of ability to give an offer. Um, it's very straightforward. It fits the theme, and it's non-magical. Yep. I think that is key. It's non-magic because then you're not using magic to bind somebody to your your like your to your way of thinking, right? Yep. Um, what about persuasive bribery, there, Matt? Is that something that really tickles the dice? You've mastered the art of making a bribe uh, not look like a bribe. You offer flattering gifts and charitable donations before rather than after. Making a request disguised a crude transaction as mutual generosity between friends. Wow. You always have advantage on persuasion or deception checks after you've bribed the target. <laughs> Even one who would normally be unmoved or insulted by bribery. And you can spend a hit die to add your proficiency bonus again to any persuasion or deception check on which you've bribed them basically uh gives expertise and advantage (laughs) that's powerful that um that's very uh potent once once again you got to keep in mind these do require a hit die die to use so you will run out of juice uh, if you keep using what i think is cool about this particular the reason i picked this particular class to talk about was because it's so many mechanics are not combat based yeah right yep i am shocked sir Shocked that you have gambling in this establishment. Yo, I think so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so overall, you're you're already starting to get a kind of theme for the noble. And what is that theme with their 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 background abilities? I'm rich, and I can do. Uh, 
That's like Batman. That's their superpower, right? He's rich. Yeah. Yep. Isn't that what the Flash asked him? What's your superpower? I'm rich, right? Um, and that's kind of what's going on here. You're able to use your influence. So now when somebody picks the noble, they're picking it for beyond just the story background. But when I pick it, I get all these cool things that give me the gift of gab, as a, according to Wizard Cadius's mother. <laughs> <laughs> the gift of gab. Casablanca. Nice. <laughs> My reference. What's that? My reference. Oh. Um, so you're already starting to see a theme. So... We mentioned that you can pick and choose these because um, you only get so many based on your proficiency bonus. Of course. So there's a, a, a couple different ones that are just a little more straight uh, expertise um, or training, like scholar. Yep. Um, those give you uh, proficiency or ex- proficiency in a skill such as arcana history or medicine or whatever, or expertise if you're already proficient. I think that's really good because yep. most of the time the only class two classes that get expertise – are the rogue and the bard, bard right? Yeah. So that gives another tool to become more proficient in certain skills, which if you're picking the noble background, that's probably the direction you're trying to go. Right? Or you could go the socialite route, socialite, sorry, which you can gain proficiency in either deception, insight, or persuasion, or you can become, you can It got cut expertise. off, you're right, yeah, it yeah. got, it got it, off, that's but, my bad. We got to those said skills if you're already proficient. Yep. Which, honestly, <laughs> this is, um, long story short, when yep. Xanathar's Guide to Everything was coming out, there was um, uh, Unearth Arcana feat that yep. they had for humans, half-elf, and half-elves called uh, Everybody's Friend, which basically <laughs> you gain proficiency with persuasion and deception, but if you're already proficient, you gain expertise in both those skills. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought, and I thought that was, and I thought that was completely broken as a feat. You think so? Yeah. But, I don't know. Seems like a if you already perhaps. were proficient with deception and persuasion, and you chose that feat, you'd be perf- you'd be expertise. But with... taking a feat to get expertise, I think, is a fair trade off. That's true. All right. And there's, and now we're in the. Minimum level five examples. Starting Ooh, with I like these. Charming Smile. You can spend a hit die to charm a creature as a bonus action this oh, time. Oh no. <laughs> Make a persuasion check roll against their charisma save. Contested checks. We don't get enough of those in F Wizards of the Coast for trying to get rid of contested checks. That's something they didn't. Uh, if you win, the target creature is charmed by you until the end of your next turn. Yes, that does mean you get advantage on charming them again next turn. Yes. But bear in mind that charming them does not hinder them and attacking your fellow party members at all. And it's not magical. No. That's fascinating. Screw you, elves. (laughs) 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 F you and your uh, immunity to charming, right? Is immunity or advantage? Uh, Advantage. Advantage. Um, so So you're starting to see that there is this theme is continuing to build on it. Um, but it isn't all just charming with smiles, right? There's moral, immoral options too, like improve, uh, or tyrannical commands, right? Permanently reduce your hit die by two. Now this is a new feature, right? Yeah. You're not, um, you have to reduce your permanent hit dice, which is a a big, a big hit by two. And you can spend one hit die to cast the command or two to cast zone of truth or hold person. So you're starting to see a trend with some of these give you access to magical spells, right? Wow. And that's, that's, that's where I mentioned that some of them are very powerful. And 
if they didn't all if you don't all use these backgrounds you're going to have somebody at a, everyone's going to be at a disadvantage that doesn't use these this is an interesting ability because it gives you access to a multitude of different spells of varying levels oh yeah what zone of truth that's what is that fourth level no. second level or whole person whole person second level right Yep, it is yes. second level. So the, the you'll see the the higher you get, the more powerful the spells you get access to. In the name of me, stop. In the name of oh yeah, the... Zone of Truth is second level. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're getting more powerful spells, but we're sticking to that that theme, right? Um, now we're not gonna go through all these because I want to talk about some of the other ones they have. Uh -huh. Um, but as you get. Uh, higher in level, like level 9, you get abilities such as Heroic Reputation that even in nations where the aristocracy are expected to lead their people into battle on the regular... Wow, what the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably you know at least 2 to 5 people who have 9 levels, but those are peasants. Wow. That's Which right. means bards and minstrels gravitate towards casting you as the main character and them as the supporting cast um your noble class feature now extends not just to nobility but to everyone who doesn't specifically hate you on their entire uh institution of arist arist aristocracy i hate that word yeah, who, who doesn't hate you or the entire institution of aristocracy oh thank you for correcting me um, so, commoners extend their hospitality to you on account of your celebrity. You're a damn rock star. And I think that that is awesome. Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yes! <laughs> he says, and the elites from lands far and wide, uh, far from the influence of feudal feudalism, will take your noble title seriously because it was you who holds it, even if the title by itself would come across as exotic or quaint. This is interesting. This is one that there's not a direct mechanical advantage, that it's closer to the original design of the backgrounds. Yeah. Yep. Do you think it should be a level 9 requirement? Yes. Why? Just because you're higher level, therefore you probably have more reputation anyway. Therefore, you can leverage it more. Yeah, that's actually the exact answer I was looking for. And I didn't even write that down for him to say. It's true. What do you think, Matt? Actually, Ian does make a very good point uh, with what he just said. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to be uh, fully supporting that. <laughs> yeah. This is funny because I'm imagining rock stars. You're the rock star, and your party are just your backup singers. <laughs> and, and everyone treats them that way. Like, can you imagine your our adventure party walking into a town and they swarming around me and ignoring your characters? Yep. Yep, you may be John Deacon, guitarist for Queen, but you're uh, not the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> See? How many of you actually knew who that was? So now we're starting to get into uh, some of the more powerful stuff. So one thing I want to kind of jump into so we have time to talk about some of the other examples uh, would be the higher level ability that's farther down the... Uh, the list um, that we're going to jump right to here, um, which is going to, ah, here we go. M legendary leadership. Minimum level 17 requires heroic leadership. When you give an ally a leadership die, it becomes a D12 instead of a D8. Now, we didn't touch on this. No. But basically, it's... It's like aid on crack. Aid? 
I'd say aid. Yep. I was actually thinking uh, Bardic, Bardic Inspiration, but I think aid is actually more accurate because guess what? It stacks yep. with Bardic Inspiration. So if you're a bard and you take this background and this particular feature, oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, peasants, about a story of a great hero. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, if you were a player and you had an option to something like this, would this be appealing to you? Yes. Sure. What would you do with it? How would you get the most out of giving another player um, an extra dice to roll at the cost of your own hit die? I'm the noble. Of course my subjects will do the work for me. <laughs> it's too exhausting here. Peasant, take care of it. I'm not a peasant. <laughs> I'm an elite of Bahamut. Um, so, these are interesting because they are mechanics that are strong. And they are game changers for your character design. Yep. Would you agree? Yeah. Yep. And... It goes through all 21 of these, and I think that's fantastic. Now, we spent so much time talking about the Noble because that's the one I really jive with because it had so many non-combat mechanics. I know uh, my boy Matt over here actually had one he wanted to talk about. Do you want to touch on one or two, uh, talk about the, the, the background and one or two of the key features that really stood out to you? Um, I'm gonna. So I chose uh, the City Watch background. I have... Now, kind of it's not it. a giant tower with a big clock on it, okay? <laughs> that's what I thought when he said City Watch. Oh, you're funny. Um, so, you gain proficiency with athletics, insight, or perception. That's pretty you good. You don't learn any extra languages or and don't learn any extra tools. You get a common set of clothes, uh, a City Watch uniform, a club... And tangle pieces. Okay, so what is a core feature that just stands out? I'm in the wrong club. Uh, You're in the wrong club? <laughs> I don't know. So there's one feature called Detective. You gain proficiency in one investigation or perception or gain expertise if you already are proficient. So because that you're a watchman of your of your home city, mm -hmm. uh, it's natural that you would have to be actively uh, perceptive or investigative to watch over your city. Okay, so that makes sense. What about some of the big uh, features you get, mechanics-wise? Ooh, here's one. Because there's one that really tickles my dice. There is one. Uh, pack tactics. Ah, that's the one! <laughs> <laughs> pack tactics. You permanently reduce your hit dice by one to gain the pack tactics feature, giving you advantage on all attacks against a target adjacent to one of your allies. That is... That is so good. <laughs> yes, and this is where I come into where I think some of these aren't – they needed a little more work because I think losing one maximum hit die is not a great enough trade-off for basically advantage all the time. I'd say either give it a level requirement, a minimum level requirement, yep. or increase the hit die reduction. Yeah, I would do at least two. What mm -hmm. do you think, Ian? I but that does sound because if because if a rogue picks this up, <laughs> oh sneak attack gosh. all the time. And I'm guessing as you level up, you move up a rank in the city watch, and you'll eventually get some dudes you can get command. I'm, uh, guessing. I'm guessing. I think you get. Uh, there's a leadership. There's yep. a leadership one. When yep, an ally within 30 feet of you makes an attack 
or a saving throw, you can spend a hit die to add a d4 to the roll. A creature can only benefit from one leadership die at a time. So it's basically a, a bless. Yeah. Which I think is a fair. Fair enough. The thing that really jumped out at me for this is uh, there's two of them. There's legendary fortitude. So whenever you fail a strength or con save, you can spend a hit knight to automatically succeed. Oh, I think that is awesome. Yeah. And it represents the resilience of being up watching and protecting and, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Your job is to protect the people of the city. Yeah. So it's only natural that you would have to have this type of uh, resolve to do your darndest to protect yeah. it. Um, but the capstone, one of the capstones, is uh, pretty amazing. Oh. Uh, true Sight. You can uh, reduce your hit dice by three, and you gain True Sight up to 120 feet. That is the most City Watch next level stuff I, I could think of. Oh, you think that's interesting? Look at the... Uh, the foresight version of this feature, you can spend nine hit dice to cast foresight. That's a Which ninth a level spell. Which is a powerful spell. spell. Yeah. It's a ninth level. Allows you to see into the future and gains all kinds of benefits. So. I can say that future. So you can see how that even though we picked a different uh, a different background, that all the abilities still kind of fit the theme which you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Which I think is really really important. I'm going to say this. I've said this on the show before. When they first started doing feats for backgrounds, I hated it because I liked that they were pure flavor. But if you're going to put mechanics to a background, the idea that they scale with you yep. is awesome. Yeah. The idea that you can tap into your hit dice as a resource where you have to choose, do I live or do I inspire others? Uh, you only get half your hit dice back during a long rest. It makes spending them much more dangerous. Yeah. It's a small price to pay to be me. Like I said earlier, high risk, high reward. Yeah. So, is there anything you would change about the way uh, Chamomile uh, designed these? I do think it's an interesting idea overall. And like I said, I would probably make a few small tweaks here and there with some of the classes, but nothing major per se. And once again... Make sure if we if your group does run something like this, that's covered in session zero. Yeah, because you're gonna want to talk as a group. Obviously, the hardest person to get this across to is the DM, the guy running the show, or gal, or somewhere in between. Yeah, because it's not easy. So, but if everyone has these, it's going to jump your power scale up. Um, so don't be afraid to give them to the bad guys too. Exactly. That's where I find the most fun, right? Yeah. It's like the flanking feature. If your party's doing it, so can your enemies. And I think a lot of people forget that, including DMs. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a problem smiting you. <laughs> I will smite you with every last spell slot till you're done. Yeah. Oh, Wait. you're going through the dungeon too easily? Now, let me introduce this uh, dark paladin called All Smite. <laughs> That's worthy of a, a, a golf clap right there. Yep. He says, you better fear, because I am here! <laughs> I love it. Overall, um, I really like this product. I think it's a great way. I do think it needs a little bit of adjustment on some of the balances. Yeah. Um, but with stuff like this, with third-party content creators, they don't always have the time and um, to play test 
everything. So as a DM, you might need to be a little flexible <clears throat> if you find something a little strong. Um, but overall, I think the concept and the, the design is actually yep. pretty good. Yep. And as your question was a okay, yes, as I've read through it a little bit more closely, like, no, it, that'd be not by default, but that'd be more of a DM fiat thing. In yeah, that you you got to ask the question since nobody. If you see watch with raising your rank, not just level, wouldn't it also mean additional feats or abilities plus equipment? Not according to this background. No. Sorry. Not by itself. No, I think what? that's more of the soldier background. Yeah. Maybe. Is that what that does? Uh, I don't know. I don't you just remember. start off with uh, whatever rank you were as a soldier. And then it goes up from there. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think it's really good. I would recommend um, exercising caution at the higher levels mm -hmm. um, because I can't imagine that they are as thoroughly playtested. Um, but in spite of that, who cares? It's no different than giving magic items to your characters. You're just giving them a few extra little goodies they, they can use. And as long as all the players get the choice, I think it's a great way to expand character customization options. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll do it for our main topic today. Better backgrounds for fifth edition. Um, great job to chamomile um i think they did a fantastic job and i look forward to uh giving these a go and wizards of the coast if you're paying attention you definitely should be watching some of the third party content creators because some of their stuff is better than yours Ooh. and some of that sounds like like ours <laughs> yeah some of our content better than yours too i said Ouch. it then fighting words roll initiative <laughs> well if you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, please check out any of the links that have been shared or in the description or visit us at CritAcademy.com. Check out our blogs. Please pick up some of our fat loots. Um, I just went through and picked out and redid some artwork. We are going to be releasing uh, our uh, an expansion or a player new player option bundle is on the schedule for the near future. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, got a lot of good stuff going on and just uh, support us. Follow us on social media. Please share our shows. If you're watching live on Twitch or per go to YouTube instead, please. And if you're watching on YouTube, please share those links across your social media. And don't forget to subscribe and click that bell icon. Yeah, so you can get notified when one of our posts drops. We so. should say that more often. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and if you're not subscribed, do it right now. Are you listening on the podcast? Pull over, right? If Park your car. Open up YouTube. Smash that bell. And some subscribe and bell button right now. That way I don't got to tell you this again. All right? We I mean, good? probably will, but hey. Yeah, I will, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for our show today. Uh, I am your host, uh, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. And I'm your guest host, Matthew. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes. Matt, that's why you're here today. <laughs> and so I can rely on you to be my Encyclopedia Britannica. Do they still have those? Yes. Or am I really dating myself? They're probably online. <laughs> until the spell ends. It's called, it's called Wikipedia now. <laughs>